When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, you know, last year they were very strong. Uh, you know, I think a lot of their players are back. I think that a lot of their younger players keep getting better every year, so you see improvement from them too. I think the scheme is a good scheme too. Um, you know, I know Joe Barry from our days in Washington and uh, he's obviously evolved too and the people he's been around, but um, um, you know, they're a good unit. They do a good job taking the football away and rushing the passer and they do a good job in coverage and um, and they're going to keep improving too as a unit. So um, a good challenge for us. Is QB1 for the Minnesota Vikings. We're counting down the days. Not only until Vikings Packers, but until post-game Vikings Ventline makes its return to the absolute most fan-friendly interactive post-game show on the planet. If you've never checked it out, we basically turn the entire YouTube show over to you guys, the fans, and bring you into the show with us to either celebrate a win or bitch and complain about a loss. We are your therapists every single Sunday and Monday when it applies uh, exclusively on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, Vikings Vent Line. So check that out. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And uh, the show is presented in part by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. All right, boys. This is the Thursday State of the Vikings offense episode. We have, for the last year or so, in the season anyways, devoted Thursday episodes to just dissecting all of the intricate details about the Vikings offense. And I think it's going to be more fun the early part of this year because we're going to get to see this new offense and see how it clicks. And so later on in the show, I have for you guys three offensive trends that need to change for the Vikings in 2022. But let's start with Kirk Cousins, who has done some media rounds here with the Star Tribune. He's done his press conference. Some interesting comments from the Vikings QB1 here about sort of how he views expectations. Nice hat there, too, Judd. You've been rocking that Purple Daily hat all week. Oh, yeah, it's a great hat. Can I also say that the term, I've been using this in my everyday life. I've been using the term QB1 for, like, all aspects of life. Like, this beer is my QB1. Like, these wow. shoes are my QB1. Obviously, Vinny is QB1. This? For, like, the last few weeks, I've really started using it. Well, yeah, she's QB1. That I can't, I can't even say I thought you QB2. might say QB2. Why did you even, why even team me up for that? Because you could have options. Come, come on. You could have Kirk, options line up behind the center. Why are you lining up behind the guard? You why are you, you're, you're sabotaging the about. offense. You're sabotaging I'm a GM, the okay? 
I'm just thinking she might okay. be. I, I mean, you know what? We thought uh, Mond might be QB two. Now he's gone. I'm just. I'm saying the waiver <laughs> wire is available. That's all I'm trying to say. Got to put a ring on it to make it QB one official. You know? Exactly. Uh, Phil's right. Put a okay. ring on that yeah. thing. All right. Phil's right. Uh, and anyhow, here is the Vikings QB one. Oh, they put a ring on it to the tune of like seventy five million more <laughs> yeah. guaranteed. Right. And no sure. trade clause. So uh, these, this is from the Star Tribune here. I'm just going to read you some of this stuff. Does Kirk Cousins feel like after a decade with two teams, three head coaches, seven different offensive coordinators, and countless hours in the hypercritical spotlight of the NFL commentary machine that it's all working out for him? He sighs, pauses, and delivers a monologue that ends with him riffing on Vince Lombardi. Mm. Quote, the point I'll make is, and I can't say this enough, winning trumps everything. There's more here, but I have a quick question. If winning trumps everything, I think including playoffs, he's actually a game below 500 in his career. Would the, would, is he then saying that his own career has been kind of a failure? Yeah. Yeah, in wins, yes. Yes, he is admitting to that. Okay. That is he correct. says, Quote, I think winning is a fair expectation from a fan base. They don't go to the game to watch the middle linebacker get 15 tackles. They go, that's casting shade upon Eric, Eric Kendrick. Come on. Eric Kendrick is my bleep you. Come on, bro. Lo- locker room division. <laughs> he says they go to the game to see the Vikings win. That's always a fair expectation. And that's where I'll put a lot of pressure on myself to do whatever I can do. So how do you interpret that? Kirk saying, I think winning is a fair expectation, and I'll put a lot of pressure on myself to do whatever I can do. Um, my interpretation of almost everything he says is show me. Uh, so, like, because, I mean, we've seen these quotes. We've and, and, look, Kirk knows what to say. So I don't think there's a lot that Kirk can say that I'm like, that I, that I, I take to heart in a huge way. Until he shows it. And and the one thing that he says or has consistently said, uh, including in the uh, spring workouts and through training camp, is, you know, well, I mean, I'm going to run this offense to the best of my abilities, blah, blah, blah. Well, dude, it's yours. Like, like your parents gave you a car. I'm going to drive it to the best of my abilities. If I crash, it might not be my fault. So, um, but for the most part, what Kirk says, like that, like those quotes read just fine. Like yeah. they're like, like you're like, oh, hell yeah. But until you can show me that this entire team and you can take that step, uh, I guess I'm sort of reluctant to like buy in as as if somehow it's gospel. My amateur psychologist take on Kirk has always been he, for whatever reason, likes to create a little bit of separation between his own impact on team wins and team success. Hey, I'll do whatever I can do is, is just another example of, it's not him throwing his teammates under the bus, but it's him kind of saying, well, you know, I mean, it's like, I'll do what I can do, but, you know, some of it's out of my control. I just work here, guy. Yep. And, you know, and again, amateur psychologist here, but when you, when you put that space in between your own impact on team success, it kind of sets you up so that if, if the team doesn't succeed, then your ego doesn't have to take a hit. Your identity doesn't have to take a hit because ultimately, well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into to winning. It's kind of the opposite. Remember when Andrew Luck was still the Colts starting quarterback and he would go up to the podium after games, just beleaguered, mm-hmm. neck beard, dripping sweat, bruised, battered, bloody, because his offensive line was such a train wreck. 
and he would have a rib sticking through his. You know, yeah. there's actually an episode in that yeah. athletic podcast where he's like, they well, play man. audio of him at a post game where he has a was it like a punctured La- spleen or lacerated something? Lacerated kidney, a lacerated okay. kidney, <laughs> and he's up at the podium. He's like, I'm fine. You know, he's like can barely talk. Time for one more. And and he's he's like holding his side. Like, are you okay, dude? But he gets up at the podium, and instead of saying what is obvious, which is our offensive line needs to do a better job protecting me, he says, I need to do a better job. It is 100% on me. I am the one that, almost to a point where it's like, guy, you don't have to own everything. Yes. But those are kind of the polar opposites, where you got Andrew Luck over here with a rib sticking out of his skin because he's got a bunch of idiot offensive linemen. He's saying, no, it's on me. It's on me. I can't throw that pick. I can't take that sack. It's all on me. I am the leader of this team. Follow me, follow me to freedom, right? And Kirk's always been a little bit more like, well, you know, I mean, we'll have to kind of take a look at the tape and kind of see, I don't know how much influence I have. I'll do whatever I can do. Can you win a bunch of games if your quarterback doesn't take full ownership is what I'm curious to see here. Or will he take more ownership and and be more of what I want him to be? You know, I I don't think that you have to, like, I get what Kirk is doing, and and I, for the most part, agree with what you just said, Phil, but I don't know that what you say at the podium is key. I think it's what you exude up there. And and so my my biggest thing with Kirk has always been, I want to see more confidence and cockiness and like, yeah, I got this. It it almost doesn't, I'm swayed more by, by probably body language and how a guy's eyes look than like words like look at the quarterbacks who are great like there is uh, there's a certain swagger there that they could be like you know what today is sunday and you'd be like whoa whoa that guy owns this um and i just i think that more and more this position has to own things and i don't know that kirk likes to well i think i know that kirk does not like to i don't know that i don't know that he can and so i guess that's my question of trying to marry concepts that are supposed to be for him and to be fair about this, take advantage of a very talented guy. And then can he have that swagger on the field to produce the desired results? Yeah. All right. There's a couple other sections of interesting Kirk comments here. I'm going to jump away from the star tribune article and go to a couple things that were said in uh, the press conferences this week. So Kirk said, I think I'll play the position the way I've always played it when asked kind of about the changes and, and whatever. So I think I'll play the position the way I've always played it. And Kevin O'Connell followed up in his press conference and said, I don't necessarily think my expectation is a huge step forward for Kirk. So to me, these comments signify, hey, it's a lot of the other stuff around Kirk. It's scheme, it's offensive line, it's personnel, it's defense not melting down in the last two minutes. Uh And if we can get all those other things right around this version of Kirk, everything will be hunky-dory. That's how I interpret these comments. What do you think? This is a very nuanced discussion because Kirk statistically has been a lot of times good. And so nobody's asking him to... um, Nobody's asking him to statistically necessarily change what he does. What they're what the conversation is is what more can you do to win? Which gets into a very weird place because you'll you'll have a lot of Kirk stands say, "Well, hold on a second here," to what Phil said. It's the defense, it's the offensive line. Um, I think what O'Connell said is perfect because to frame it like I'm going to get way more from Kirk. 
is going to be a problem. You're not going to you you can't you almost can't say that be, because he is the true kid gloves quarterback. But the reality is this: what you want, I think, is almost between the margins. I because like you want him to take chances, but not be stupid. Mm-hmm. It, it it's almost it's. I don't know that it's hard to define, but it's certainly not like, well, Kirk is going to throw way more passes or something. I mean, Kirk is statistically, that's what makes him so weird. Done a lot of things and done them well. But can you, but how do you get more wins? And, and I guess I don't like to go down the, this road because I don't think the comparison is as spot on as some folks think. But, you know, how can you get him to be more like Stafford was in transitioning from Detroit to the Rams? Um, and you know, that's taking some more chances, not a ton of chances and not dumb ones. So the responses, I think from both cousins and O'Connell are absolutely fine. Privately though, there have had to be discussions about how do we flat out get you to a point of at times lifting the team more? Yeah. It's not an overhaul. It's, it's in the margins And, and, and a lot of, a lot of my criticism of Kirk is in the margins. It's situational things. It's, it's not, I mean, 80 to 85% of him is there. The accuracy is there. The, I think just the, the preparation and he's a, he's a professional, you know, he's one of the 14 or 15 best in the world, but are there little marginal things that you can improve at playing with a more quiet mind when the opposing team is putting pressure on you, right? Yes. Those types of things. So yeah, when KOC says, I don't think, I don't necessarily think my expectation is a huge step forward for Kirk. Yeah, it's probably marginal steps that will maybe add a win or two here or there in certain games where uh, they slipped away the last few years. And I do think that when the best thing that O'Connell has said about Kirk since he got the job here is playing with a quiet mind. I think that was the perfect quote. Because that's the thing is, win or lose, and no matter what the stats are, when Kirk goes to bed on Sunday night, can Kirk's head hit the pillow knowing he he did the best he possibly could, if that included three picks? Because like the the risk adverseness is where you've got to get into a into a place of comfort. Because if you're just going to be like, well, I can't throw that pass because it, it it's a pick, and it's a pass potentially to Justin Jefferson that can win the game, that's a problem. Um, and so that's where this is a very intriguing discussion because, yeah, this is not like, well, Kirk Cousins has been a failure, but he's got talent, so we're going to take him and we're going we're gonna to milk him for a great year. This is literally a discussion about how do you get him to almost only change his thinking? Because that's the key, right? He can make all the passes. How do you get him to change that thinking and how do you get everyone comfortable with it didn't work, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah, you, you almost need some green light scenarios during games where, okay, it's this is time. This is the time to hit the gas pedal right now. You can be more risk averse in this situation and that situation, and almost you almost say like put up the green light sign, you know, above your head on a piece of cardboard. All right, we're all right. We're going to be aggressive here, and we're going to throttle down. All right, back to the Star Tribune article here for a second. Kirk wishes that Minnesotans could get to know him better. Perhaps that would help develop a more nuanced portrait of the quarterback than the one that often exists online. He also knows that's unlikely when much of his communication to the fan base is through news conferences and social media posts that must be carefully calibrated. Giving the public a more complete view of who he is, he realizes, might be easier said than done, 
when opposing teams scour his news conferences for tips and a single phrase can become social media fodder. Quote, I think there's a, I think there's a desire for people to know who I really am, Cousins said. I also don't think that I have to show them. Wait, I also think that, I'm sorry, I also think that I'd have to show them. At times, I just say, you know what, I don't know if that's easy to just show them who I am. Um, victories, he surmises, are what fans want most from him anyway. This is so interesting to me in that you know he is saying that his communication has to be very carefully calibrated, which is a thing for all athletes in 2022. You don't want to, you know, everything is aggregated and things are clipped and then recycled and put through social media and whatnot. But him having a hard time figuring out how to show people who he really is, like there are plenty of blueprints out there for athletes across multiple sports that, that, that show you who they are without like inflaming, you know, or putting information out that opposing teams might steal. So the fact that he's looking at this Rubik's cube of like, how do I show my personality and who I really am and not knowing how to do it is, is really interesting to me. I, I would, I would call him out for it and say, dude, you can't, they've, you're not the only athlete that has, that has like come, come to this intersection in 2022. Okay? The, Viking, the Vikings, uh, th- there are people internally with, the team going back prior to this new administration that have tried, and we all know this, to do exactly that. Uh, Kirk is a socially awkward dude, and that ain't going to change. And I think people do know him. He's socially awkward. So, like, ben I Lieber don't know. called him a nerd on Cowherd's podcast yeah. a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so, so, but I mean, so is the goal, so is the goal to, like, change that perception? Because, and, and he is right. If he wins games, it's endearing. Look at socially awkward Kirk, you know, answering a question weird, but we beat the Packers. Um, If he does not win, it's, oh, my God, did you hear that response? Uh, But I would disagree with him. I think people know, unless he's trying to change the perception, I think people know who Kirk is. Kirk is sort of an uncomfortable dude who, who does not, you know, he's never going to have the Brady swagger. Um, he's not going to have this, you know, that's my quarterback. This is his town. That's not him. So I would disagree with him. I think people know, I think he's right though. People want wins. And if you win, if you, if, if he comes out and wins 13 games, guess what? Socially awkward's going to be in. Is he one of the most, in terms of how much he gets paid, the position he plays, he is, he is one of the more recognizable figures in sports in terms of like like on paper right he's one of the 15 best quarterbacks who makes all this money and he's and the vikings are a high profile team and whatnot with all of those things that you you're checking all those boxes is he one of the most nondescript superstar athletes you've ever come across oh yeah yes yeah because he um i would i would say this and look i'll preface this by saying we have all learned that there are things about athletes behind the scenes as people we don't know. So the Kirk Cousins could have some weird stuff that we don't know. But I would say as far as covering him, seeing him at podiums, seeing him with his teammates, blah, 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 he is one of the most vanilla people I've seen and covered. He's vanilla. But, I mean, that's not – but, again, if he wins, who cares? So I'm, I'm not even judging that. But, you know, he's a guy – who definitely keeps things to himself, not always bad. Uh, but yeah, he is a he is a vanilla person 
Um, and I don't know, I don't know really deep down that he minds that. Uh, but yeah, like there's not, I don't sense that there's this, uh, uh, layer there to be peeled back and like oh my god i learned so much about kirk cousins i don't (laughs) think that exists he's allowed to change like how he's perceived to by how he plays obviously and and that's the point i was making with realistic randy this week that there's people that question him and question if he's legitimately a good enough quarterback and this this and that and he has the ability this season to change that to win those people over that are a little bit more critical of him with how he plays now that he's kind of propped up a little bit more with a head coach who believes in him. You know, he doesn't have to, on the personal side, be like Baker Mayfield, where he's literally searching Twitter and ripping anyone who are mis, you know, misreading what he's saying. And Baker Mayfield's an absolute clown for that kind of stuff. But Kirk has that ability, if he wants to, to change that perception from him in the fan and in the fan from the fans and in the media. If you could take like 15% of Baker Mayfield, right? Just like that, that he has this hyper chip edge, right? That he goes about life with. But it almost consumes him to the point yes. where he wears out his teammates and it's his bosses healthy. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You just need like like 15% of that. Because that, he has that leadership chip, but it's almost like not productive how much he has it. I, I think if Kirk Cousins won games consistently, um, he, he would be a coach's dream. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying is part of the reason why his teams don't win more and the yeah. reason no, why his right. individual stats don't translate more is because of some of these things. I agree with you. You know, but I mean, like if, if it changes, like, let's just say this whole experiment works, right? If you're O'Connell, I think you love him because if he wins, his teammates are clearly going to gravitate towards him more. And the amount of as, as little as Kirk says, I think a coach would love, like if he had won for Zim, I think Zimmer would have loved him. Yeah, because he doesn't reason, say but, anything controversial. But but, you, but, but I but, get you. Yes. But like that's the I'm paradox here is that Z- I'm with you. Zimmer saw the way that Teddy led yes. behind the scenes, and Teddy has you know Teddy's such, such a nice guy, but Teddy has a little fire and edge to him too. That that and just he just is a little bit more of a connector with teammates and stuff. And and I think Zimmer would tell you, yeah, I mean Teddy's not as good of a quarterback as Kirk, but that type of leadership and connection and bond help the whole team in ways that maybe you can't quantify as easily. So. Um, so there it is. Those are some those are some of Kirk's comments going into the season here, and like Declan brought up the other day, just a lot of uh, a lot of stocks rising with the Vikings. The Vikings are moving up some of the the sports books to nine nine and a half wins. And if you go over to Prize Picks, which is a really easy way to play daily fantasy, I'm guessing you're going to see. I've, I haven't taken a look at what the current numbers are for Rodgers and Kirk for this Sunday, but uh, I think there's a lot of optimism about the Vikings offense. Uh, here's how you play on prize picks. You pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry prize picks offers every major sport, NFL, NBA, MLB golf. When it's in season MMA, you can, you can run mixed sports entries too. So you can, you know, sprinkle in a little NFL, little Vikings, maybe sprinkle in some twins, Yankees or whatever. Uh, Probably uh, probably fade the twins on those. Use the promo code North, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. And you can help us out when you do that too. PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks app. We also have a new partner on board. Hail Ace is here on Purple Daily, guys. Hail Ace is a is a great 
uh, situation if you had some bunch of bunch of dent repairs and hail damage this spring. It, it was a it was a pretty nasty spring and summer for hail. I mean, I mean, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, I was out here and there was a bunch of hail happening on the, on the radio side, and we went off the air and it went outside and there was hail just pounding cars outside. Right. So if you had some mm. problems with some hail, uh, go check out our guys at Hail Ace. You can go to hailace.com. Uh, to learn more, it's our guy Adam, and he fixes automotive hail damage, and he works with the insurance company to make things so much easier for you. So if you want to book your appointment, it's a pretty easy process. Go to hailace.com to learn more, hailace.com. Those are actually uh, Aaron Judge fly balls yes. that you heard. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> actually hail, but they can probably help with that too. And then cheers here. I mean, we're kind of winding down the summer of Surly, and we're moving into the autumn of Surly now? Yes, but you know what? Cheers to tonight because thursday night football kicks off we, we got uh, the bills and rams and in honor of that gentlemen i'm going to pour myself what i consider to be the wow. best beer the best beer of the summer of surly a logic bomb hopefully oh, wow, i make doing De- this i make declan proud here well oh, yeah hell yeah football it. season starting let's get football it season starting and i want to show you my cans and i want to show you my pour Look at that. Okay, let's see it. Let's see it, Dex. Thank All you. right. Football. Summer of Surly being poured into a delicious mug here, oh, which oh. I will be drinking pour, to celebrate the beginning of football season. And as always, ooh, look Turn at that. Turn the can around, dude. You're hiding the logo. No, no, no. But I mean, look at the pour. Look at the pour. Look at the pour. The pour is great. Anyway, Summer of Surly continues, even though football is here. It's the perfect marriage Show us your cans. Show us your logic bomb. I'm about to sip on this, so you guys go ahead and talk. Love it. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, boys. Uh, State of the Vikings offense. And uh, the way that we've done this in the past is I bring you some uh, some categories to to look at every single week. And, uh, and for this here, just going into week one, I want to bring you three offensive trends that absolutely need to change for the Vikings in 2022 compared to last year. And the goal here is, Go from 14th in scoring offense to at least top 10, right? At least mm-hmm. top 10. I think there's there's enough weapons here. You got a, you got a quarterback who can move the ball around. How about like a, a flirtation with a top five offense? Is that too much to ask here? Nope. You got the you got the mastermind. You got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Let's score some points around here. Let's put the let's put the pedal down. So how can they get there? Item number one here: trends that need to change for the Vikings in 2022. The Vikings had the longest average third to go in the NFL last year. That needs to change. On average, the Vikings were in third and 7.7. On the bottom end of that, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Eagles were third and 6.2. So a full yard and a half per third down. Think about how much that adds up over the car. I mean, that's like an extra, I mean, how many times do you face third down in a game, too, right? Those yards matter. So the Vikings are almost in third and eight on average. The Rams were around third and six on average last year. And, you know, it's only two yards. That's a that's a lot of yardage when it stacks up and compounds over the course of a game and then 17 games. And that, that speaks um, a lot about what you're doing on second down as well. That's another problem. Like, like you put yourself, how did you get there? Because you don't go from first to third down. How did you get there? And yes, that is, I, I would say that the, that the stat that you just read was probably one of the first stats that uh, KOC said, I can fix. 
and he can. Yes, because you're right. It, it all it, it's all predicated on how are you getting closer to a third and four or a third and right. two, or right. just avoiding third down by having big plays on first and second down. And uh, and 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 so the fact that they were in the the longest third down situations in the NFL last year that's a huge reason why they were 26th in third down conversion rate. They only converted 36 percent of third downs last year. The Chiefs, who were the best third down team, 53 percent. Whoa. 53%. Oh my god. To 36. I'm not saying you got to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but can you get up above 45%? I mean, there's a handful of teams that are again, we're looking at this this should be closer to a top 5 offense. A lot of that starts on third down. And 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 also, like just to add another one, the Vikings led the league in three and outs in part because they're in third and long all the time. And guess what that does? It makes your defense have to go back on the field quicker. Still huffing and puffing from their last. It's all a trickle effect. If you can be better on first and second down to make third down easier, it extends drives, keeps your defense off the field, or at least gives them an extra, you know, two or three minutes to catch their breath before going back out there. That discrepancy is amazing, mm-hmm. dude. It's nuts. It's bad. That is that is ridiculous. Yep. So uh, so the first trend that needs to change is get into more advantageous third down situations. All right. All right. Trend number two that has to change. And this kind of plays into the lead-up to third down. Stuffed is the name of this category. The Vikings were stuffed. Football. On Yes, the Vikings were Gotta stuffed. That. Football. Big men. On 23% of their rushing attempts last year. So one Ooh. in every four runs was uh-huh. considered a no-gain or a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. That was dead last in the NFL, the worst in the NFL. So think about that. And part of that's offensive line, a huge part of its offensive line. But some of it might be predictability of play calling too. Yes. Right. I, oh, we know we know what they're yep. going to do right now. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop this uh, from happening at the line of scrimmage. Dude, that's a great stat. Yep. They the, so the so st- this is from Football Outsiders. When you get stuffed, it means you were tackled at or behind the line of scrimmage. And on one of every four runs, the Vikings were stuffed last year. That is and, incredible. And keep in mind, too, so if, if you're stuffed, I'm guessing that you're ordinarily going up the A-gap, and that is supposed to be Garrett Bradbury's strength. Football. Oh. But, I mean, we – but but uh, the defender – You can, you can you run know. outside. It, it happens everywhere. You run outside. Right, and, but, and, and, but it's Dalvin Cook. Like, that's an amazing stat. That is an absolute I, – I think you hit it. I think it is, is probably the number one – Reason for the lack of success there, predictability. Yeah. Like, you know what they're going to do. 33 at the time was going to get the ball, right? Yeah. And and I also think, too, it's like this offensive line is great out in space when you can get out to that second level. You know, Garrett Bradbury is pretty good getting out yeah, mobility own, and stuff. Zone blocking, we call but it. But they're not a great power running team in terms of, all right, it's third down and one, and we need this yard. They were not good at that. Thus, the stuffed rate here. So that that needs to change. That's a great stat. Love All right, it. and then the third category here, trends that need to change offensively. Discipline. The Vikings committed 42 false starts and offensive holding penalties last year. That was top three worst in the NFL. So, four, so an average of three per game, false starts and offensive holding penalties. The Rams committed 18 combined so that's an extra once or twice a game in which oh back it up 10 yards oh back it up five yards 
I mean, hell, they started the season against the Bengals last year with, wasn't it three penalties in the first, like, five plays or something? First play from scrimmage, C.J. Ham at fullback flinched and got called. Yeah. Like, he barely so flinched. He had all season to, to be ready for what the first play was going to be. And no one's like, what are we doing? What's the cadence? What's happening here? So and then, like, how can you blame Kirk? Well, I mean, he's the one giving, like, he's the, the leader in that huddle. So I don't know. I don't care who's to blame. You can't do that after eight months of an offseason. So, so t- two things off of that. Um, one is I think that I think you would find, and we actually might have looked this up at one point in time, Udo was called for a bunch of the false starts or holds, one of the oh. two, if not both. The other, just from an eye test, and I, I don't know if the stat is available, it felt like a lot of those came in the red zone. You know, so the, the Vikings would get to the 12. Now yeah. they're at the 17. Or the Vikings would get to the 15. Now they're at the 20. Yeah. Um, and that is a sure way to attempt a field goal. So, yeah, they need dis- this team among its many faults. And by 2021, there were a lot. Uh, I think discipline is a huge one. And being smart and waiting and allowing. And you know what? I wouldn't necessarily blame Kirk, but I but I would say this. If Kirk has seemingly more control of the offense, it's going to help. Yep. So those are your three trends, and there's probably more, but those are three important trends that have to change for the Vikings in 2022 if they want to go from 14th in scoring to 7th or 5th or something better. Be better on third down. Be in more advantageous third down situations. Be better in short yardage run situations and also just in general, stop getting stuffed for no gain and uh, and for, for losses. And then stop committing false start and offensive holding penalties. There you go, boys. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the season. That was a good beer. I love it. Are you done now? Are you are we are we even gonna get to random Viking of the week? Or are you just gonna No, I'm gonna enjoy the, the I, I told you I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pound the beer for the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm fully in. I am fully in, damn it. Amazing. But, but yes, uh, While well, Judd is pounding that beer, I want to tell you guys about the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Oh, there's the... Little Maya. Oh, we have the audio. The audio's oh, can, on there. Well, no, I can't because okay. it talks over you. So, But yeah, she's jumping oh, up here. You. I'll be Maya. You you be Nutrisaurus yep. and I, I will just yep. go up and Stella, down. Stella, get in like here. We'll yeah. use you as a prize. Maya, Maya loves Nutrisaurus. Stella loves Nutrisaurus, the chicken and, uh, and, and rice food. It's a third-generation family-owned company out of Perm, Minnesota. They're all about digestion and gut health. Uh, NutrisaurusPetFoods.com to find a retailer near you. Look at Stella. Just loves those treats, those little <laughs> training treats. She's good at this. Loves the in- endorsements. I said, you can't have Surly. Nutrisource is all yours. I get my beer. I think you should let her wash uh, wash the Nutrisource down with a little uh, little Surly Furious and see what, what happens. What if Surly made a, do- a doggy food beer? Oh, you they have doggy collars, that. doggy bandanas. They could add it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a retailer near you. Uh, and uh, when we get here, let's, let's just fire this up now. Random Viking sure. of the Week. Every single week, we pit Judd against either Declan or myself. We've now teamed up to compete against Judd here. And the Random Viking of the Week is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Over 100 years of risk management tools and resources helping businesses maximize their level of success like a great offensive line for your business. Just standing like a brick wall in front of risks and threats. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right, I have one for you guys today. Uh, Declan, last week, 
came up with Brian Russell, and Judd fairly easily guessed Brian Russell. I don't know if you fear what. No, no, it was no, 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 no. I didn't I, get it. it you ran out right. of guesses. I'm yeah, sorry, you're you right. You ran out of guesses. I gave the clue. I, right. I took some feedback. I, I gave the clues too quickly. Too, I had to slow it down. So yes, I'm, I'm learning on the job a little bit. Of a random, you d- you do you need to create a little more space yes. between the clues for yeah, processing. Yeah, and that's yes. you know. Hey, so I'm you learning. got blamed. I didn't get blamed. Like, they were just, they were just would... nice, uh, constructive feedback that if Declan does random Viking of the week, maybe just slow down on the cues, and I, I'm fine with that. That's that's constructive just, feedback. Uh, okay, all right. Just calm it down okay. a little bit. Calm all it right. down. So to this point, Judd has a 33 to 17 lead on Declan, mostly Declan, uh, and now partially me. I just want to make it clear that I have beat Judd a couple times here. You have. Yeah, you're two and on one against Viking me now. Week. You're two and all one. Right. All right. I'm going to throw out clues. You guys get up to three incorrect guesses apiece until you are eliminated. You can shout out guesses whenever you want. This random Viking of the Week hails. I should tell the audience, too. uh, The last five are Brian Russell, Jerome Simpson, Travis Taylor, Moritz Boehringer, and uh, Andre Allison. A lot of wide receivers. This random Viking of the Week hails from Newark, New Jersey. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the Big East. This random Viking of the Week was a second-round draft pick. This random Viking of the Week was a Super Bowl champion. And before you ask, it was not with the Vikings. That was funny. Very funny. Because, you know. Um, let's see. What other clues should I give you guys? Since retiring, this random Viking of the Week has consistently worked in media. I got to guess. But I think we used him before. Okay. I don't think this is right. Jermaine Wiggins? I think we used him. Checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, he's he's East Coast guy, Super Bowl champion, media guy. Yeah, a lot of boxes there. All right, so Judd's down a guess. Uh, I might just do what Phil did last week. You should. Uh, Declan should adopt that strategy. Just blitz Judd with three guesses before he can even... Sure. Go out swinging. Worked in media. All right. This random Viking of the Week. As a member of the high school track team, he was ranked the nation's best high school hurdler by track and field news. I'll take a guess. Here comes Dex. Here he comes. Sidney Rice. He played in the SEC. Yeah, he did play in the SEC. Okay. Like seeing right. a hurdler. He won a Super Bowl. Okay. In fact, uh, just to add to the track and field thing here, so he served as the head coach of the Patterson Mill High School boys track and field team from uh, 2011 through 2019. Oh, okay. That's one of my favorite teams, too. Darn it. Yeah, I don't uh, uh, Did this guy play on offense? Yes. In fact... He has 2,000-yard seasons in his career. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'll take another guess. Whoa. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
No, no, I'm saving it. That's not, that's not yet. I don't want to do it yet. <laughs> not, oh, I saw it coming. Oh, I, I think I know. I, I have a hankering, but I don't want to be wrong here. Not yet. A hankering or an inkling? Hank, uh, uh, okay, the a guy, hankering would be like like you're hungry for something. Yeah, I'm hungry well, to win. Well, I'm hungry to win this damn thing. I'm just trying to figure out if... I don't think it's him. I just had a name come to mind, but he played college football at Toledo, which I don't think is in the... Which is what's in the, in the Mac. All right. I'll give you another one here. So, two, wait, 2,000 yard seasons? Is that what you said? He had 2,000 two yards. It's not, not not like a 2,000 yard season. Yes. That would be. Two 1,000 yard seasons. seasons. Yes. In his career. Yep. And. In, in, yep. All right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to ask a you. question. Are you talking. Are you talking. Oh, my thousand aren't yards good enough now? Rushing or just 1,000 yard seasons that we might have, like, be like total yardage, might be receiving yeah, yards? I am gonna, I'm going to withhold that, that answer for now. Yep, that's fine. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm trying to help. I know you are. And I'll give you this one, too. This random Viking week scored 11 touchdowns in his career of 50 yards or more. Oh. His NFL coaches oh. were... Jimmy Johnson. How about this list? This is a bonkers list of coaches. Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Green, Brian Billick, Mike Ditka, and Tony Dungy. Okay, so it wasn't who I thought it was going to be. I got to recalibrate. I'm, I, I got to recalibrate here. This random Viking of the week racked up four thousand one hundred kick return yards in his career, but act, but never took one to the house, which is that's a lot of kick return yards to never house one. Big. He played in the Big East and he played in a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. And and he was really good at kick return. In fact, he had a forty-four yard gain in the Super Bowl. No, this guy didn't play in the Big East. This random Viking of the week had a brother who also played in the NFL, and they had pretty much the same career, like almost down to the numbers and the and the years in the league. Hold on. So he was good at. So. If you put his brother on a Mount Rushmore of guys with the same nickname. Roger Clemens would also be on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, Cadre Ishmael. I never there it is. That. Never would have gotten that. Cadre Ishmael. Never would have One of the highly underrated Vikings wide receivers from the 1990s and then went on to have a couple thousand yard seasons in Baltimore. Yep. He was a major contributor for, for great Baltimore teams in the late 90s, early he 2000s. He played for Dungy? He played his last year. He signed with the Colts to be the number two wide receiver behind Marvin Harrison. Oh, he I played didn't know that. so he had Peyton Manning, he had uh, Warren Moon threw him the most touchdown. Warren Moon with the Vikings in 1995. Those guys connected. So there you go. I don't feel Padre bad about Ismail. That, one. that one's fine. The missile. Nothing right? exists before 2000. Yeah, if it, yeah, <laughs> if if the prime of their career happened pre 2000, and I don't get it. I don't feel bad. The missile. But he is. Uh, yeah, the missile. Cadre I did Ismail. a Viking update player profile on, on him right after he was drafted. Looks like you remember quite a bit from that player profile. I don't remember how long thing it, it was the 90s. It do, you know how, do you know how blurry <laughs> that entire decade is to me? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I remember bits and pieces, but my God. Yeah. 
Um, well, you know what's uh, what's on tap for one of these weekends for Declan? It's probably a trip down to the Meadows at Mystic for some fall golf. Yes. People think when summer ends, that means golf season also ends. You put the clubs no. away. Absolutely not. You just can't be the naff like me and you have to put away your red balls. Yes, I use red balls when I golf. You can't use red balls in fall golf whether you won't find them. You just won't find them. Everything's red and the fleas are falling. It's not a good idea. So if you don't want to be like me, use a normal ball and go to the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Book your tee time now. I can set up a tee time for some fall golf. I know it's still a little bit warmer, but we're getting inching closer to that fall golf weather. They have a full-service golf shop. They have a great Meadows bar and grill inside and outside, no matter the weather. So book your tee time now at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Book your tee time at the Meadows Golf Course now for fall golf. All right, dudes. There's your State of the Offense Thursday episode here of Purple Daily. Uh, we've got tons of stuff all throughout the rest of the week. If you missed Alex Boone's 2022 season debut on Trenches with Boone, find that on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and podcast feed. And uh, we're gearing up for Vikings Ventline after Vikings Packers on Sunday. The season is here, and football starts tonight, baby. Thank God. See you guys tomorrow. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.